Hi everyone, before we get started, we wanted to let you know that we recorded most of our Luke Cage rewinds before the resurgence in Black Lives Matter protests after the killings of George Floyd and countless others. As you probably know, the Luke Cage series goes deep into the kinds of racism faced by Black people every day. As hosts who are not Black, we have not covered it as well as we should have, but we are trying to get better. We stand in solidarity with the Black Lives Movement, so our non-discussion of the issue in these episodes comes from uh, recording before the tragedies and not ignoring the issues. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and ruins your former friend's life and current brother's life all at the same time for every movie, show, and one-shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Tony Camarena. And I'm Al Rodriguez. And you all, everyone listening, not you, Al, because you already do this, but everyone else can follow us on Twitter at MCU underscore Rewind and rate us on whatever podcast app you're using. Um, set us to auto-download, that's what Al always says, so I guess that's a positive thing. Um, and today's episode, we're covering Luke Cage, Season 1, Episode 8, Blowing Up the Spot. Original air date, September 30th, 2016. And here's the, uh, reminder of what happens in this episode that we're talking about, and I'm pausing a little bit so I can time myself easier. Okay. Misty investigates Cornell's murder. Mariah and Shades set up the evidence to blame Luke Cage for it. Misty is following the trail, but doesn't think it adds up. After being shot, Luke is taken in an ambulance. On the way to wherever they were going, the ambulance is blown up. Claire takes Luke to a women's clinic. After Misty shows up to arrest Luke, Diamondback attacks and gets away. Diamondback lures Luke into a movie theater. After explaining that he's the entire reason Luke was sent to jail in the first place, Diamondback, yeah, Diamondback finds out he can't take on a wounded Luke Cage. After the two part ways, Diamondback finds Luke out in the open. After telling Luke they're brothers, Diamondback hits him with a second shot of the Judas bullet. Luke falls into a garbage truck as it drives off into the sunrise. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So, do you have any fast facts for this episode? On your left. Uh-huh, on my left. Got it. Nothing goes over my head. My reflexes are too fast. I would catch it. You didn't see that coming? No, apparently I don't. Oh. Okay. Not, not even a cool animal detail? No, I forgot to do that, so I guess maybe <laughs> I'm done. I think that's how that works. You know, you, okay. you skip one, and then uh, then you just never go back to that bit. Yeah. That's true. Last week you had a legitimate fact, so I didn't know if it was coming back or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what, why. <laughs> like, well, I guess I have an actual one, so no joke ones ever again. <laughs> All right. Well, I do have some fast facts. Um, the title is from, again, another Gangstar song from the album Hard to Earn. But also, blowing up the spot refers to Stryker blowing up that spot in uh, Luke Cage's abdomen. I'm stretching. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a bit of a stretch, yeah. <laughs> but it is accurate. He did do that, didn't he? Yeah, that, no, it's, it, 
it may very well be why they chose that song for the title. Yep. <laughs> um, another thing, uh, the bullet, as we've talked about before, it says uh, Hammer's Industries on it. I've only gone shooting one time in my life. Um, but I uh, the bullets, mm-hmm. I, I shot like four different guns. None of the bullets on the side of them had the company written on the side. Yeah, you can look at the bottom, and it has a small imprint, but never on the side did it say, I don't know, a bullet company, Smith & Wesson, or whatever. <laughs> well, that's what happens when you live in the future, Tony. You get specialty things written on the bullet. Hey, that happens here? Hmm? I live in the year 2020. That is the future. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess that's true. It's especially the future, considering that this came out in 2016, but probably yeah. took place two years earlier. Uh, uh, we, we had that whole... We don't know. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't know. We talked about this in Daredevil Season 2. Anyway, um, oh, the other thing I w- was going to bring up, um, I, I forget which Halo video game. It was either two or three. I think it was three. Where an effect that the programmers put into the game was every bullet that you fire had your handle name on on the bullet and <laughs> it's it's just one of those things that you never see like you have to mm-hmm. do something i don't even know how people found it but anyway I mean, you ha- you'd so- have to look at the code right because there's no way i did do they have screenshot mode like they do for like the playstation now back um, when halo 3 came out that I don't know. I don't know what screenshot mode is in the PlayStation. Oh, um, there's literally on the PlayStation controller, there's a share button, and it will let you take a screenshot. <laughs> oh, yeah, there there are ways to take screenshots. Yeah, I don't know how, but I know it's a thing. Okay. <laughs> um, no, because there, there's also that, that TV show Red vs. Blue. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, they That's literally true. started out by just playing Halo. like and eventually i'm sure they they got better software for doing that but like they were just playing the game (laughs) well i think i feel like eventually bungie let them use their assets probably something like that yeah i'm sure (laughs) um but whatever software they used to do that like if they just got the actual assets from what was in the game then yeah they they i'm sure people just got whatever the the same stuff was there yeah So, um, close to 15 years ago now, I was, uh, checking out colleges and I went to Columbia college in, uh, Chicago, not Columbia university, uh, cause my cousin went there and I wanted to be a writer at the time. And I met, they were having this big open house thing. So I went, hung out with her and her friends and one of her friends, uh, majored in machinima animation basically the animation from red versus blue using comics or using video games to make movies. Huh. I wonder, cause I haven't talked, obviously I had, I only met him on that trip. I haven't talked because about him specifically. I wonder how his career is doing. Cause that doesn't seem to be as big a thing nowadays as it was 15 years ago. Yeah. It's very niche. So, yeah. Hmm. I mean, I'm sure there's skills that transfer over, but uh, yeah, maybe that direct degree isn't as applicable. Yeah. I'm also curious if Columbia still offers that specific degree. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. Hmm. All right. Back to our fast facts that have been slowed down because we always have a tangent in the middle of them. (laughs) 
<laughs> Not so fast facts. Diamondback. Uh, he, another character who premiered in Heroes for Hire number one back in 1972. Makes me think I need to read that issue of the comic because every character from this series <laughs> premiered in that, that issue. <laughs> Must have been like a supersized one. Yeah. Um, we also get one of the reporters who talks to, uh, to, uh, Mariah is from WHIH, which originated from Iron Man. We see a news station that Christine Everhart works for. It's also an Incredible Hulk. And then it proceeded to be in every MCU TV show except for Cloak and Dagger. Because they don't watch TV in Cloak and Dagger? I guess not. (laughs) I mean, it's even in in Inhumans. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. So I feel like I'm going to bring up that little fact a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's fair. Yeah. But uh, that's the only thing I have for our fast facts. All right, so let's uh, move on to the heroes. Maybe it's enough that the world thinks I'm a hero. I saw you. You're a hero. Like, a for real superhero, which is, I'm not like a groupie stalker type. I'm Luke Cage. You can't burn me, you can't blast me, and you definitely can't break me. I am Harlem, and Harlem is me. I think we'll start with Luke, and then work mm, our good way choice, good from choice. there. What, where are we with Misty? Is she is she hero yet? Has she been? You know what? We can move her up to hero. I'm, I'm fine I'm with that. Still not sure. She she's a, she's a good protect, okay, protagonist yeah. of this. Yeah, exactly. Like she's she, she's worked her way up in the character of the scheme of heroes and like the things that we assume a hero would be doing in the show so okay yeah i still think we should start with luke though all right <laughs> don't mind me while i cut and paste the notes for um misty into the hero section so i'm not totally confused in like 10 minutes okay all right that's cool i didn't write down any notes for her so i don't have to copy <laughs> thanks <things>. man <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> Um, all right, so uh, one of the things I wanted to bring up about Luke when um, so when he and uh, Claire are in that uh, women's clinic and she's trying to figure out you know about the shrapnel inside of him and all that stuff and she's looking at it so um, she's probing the wound and she says that um, his soft tissue is almost as impenetrable as his skin. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to look up exactly what soft tissue is because I don't really know what that is. Tony, do you know? It's tissue that is softer than other tissue. Okay, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like the um, tissue you would use to, um, like, in a gift, compared to tissue you would wipe your nose with. You want softer tissue on your nose. Exactly. Yeah. So okay. the the Kleenex inside of his body is, <laughs> is just as tough as a skin. All right. Well, um. Inside your body, you have mucous membranes. You clean with Kleenex the tissue, and then you would wrap something like your skin would be wrapped. You want that tougher stuff outside. That's why it's all right. Go with your explanation that you looked up because I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I should have done more research, honestly, because I'm re- really just quoting the the first paragraph of Wiki- from Wikipedia. Um, mm-hmm. So soft tissue is uh, the tissues that connect, support, or surround other structures and organs of the body not being hard tissue such as bone. So it kind of oh. sounds like bone is hard tissue, 
and literally everything else is soft tissue. Because if I re- go to the next sentence, uh, after skipping a bunch of words I'm not going to be able to pronounce, uh, we get to a few things that I can, like tendons, ligaments, skin, uh, fat. Those are all soft tissue. Uh, muscles Wait, so, and nerves. Yeah. Yeah. So the soft tissue is different than the soft tissue that he also has on the outside of him. <laughs> yeah. So th- this also could have just been a bad, like, you know, one of one of those things your writer is like, oh, maybe soft tissue means this other thing. Yeah. Um, but at a minimum, they're basically saying all of his insides are as tough as what we see his skin to be on the outside. Uh, possibly not his bones. I guess we're not yeah. sure about that. And I guess not his brain, because that got jiggled around when he got shot in the face. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. And not his eyes. I guess his eyes. Yeah themselves aren't soft tissue but maybe the things that connect to the eyes whatever those are called well his eye might be soft tissue because she went behind the eye so that's true i guess they didn't try stabbing his eye i hope they don't because that stuff freaks me out (laughs) oh yeah no i I remember (laughs) that episode of agents of shield we covered yeah Mm -hmm. yep not fun yeah (laughs) Um, so this actually kind of brings me to a question, um, which I, I I don't think we, I, I don't know if we get an answer to it sort of in this uh, this episode or maybe next episode too. Can he swallow a bomb and live? Like if something like he, if if it was in his stomach, would he survive? No, I don't think so because the the shrapnel is hurting him. <laughs> The stuff from this bullet is hurting him. I think I think his insides would be dented enough that they wouldn't work correctly anymore if he swallowed a bomb. Okay, that would make sense. I was thinking like like if he had like a mini bomb or something that was like a normal bomb, not something that is meant to kill someone like him. Um because yeah. the Judas bullet like that went into him and had, you know, whatever force behind it coupled with alien material or whatever mm-hmm. that was able to actually you know puncture him but i wonder if like a normal bomb like a grenade something like that but smaller something that a human could eat um <laughs> i wonder how that would do but yeah i guess you're right if if that dents his organs hmm. yeah all right and we I do mean, know that a shotgun shit blast to the head does mess with him. So that that's what was the point I was about to say. Mm. <laughs> yeah, shotgun. The concussion of it does affect him. Like the concussive blast. So mm-hmm. it might not be because of the shrapnel or the heat, but it will it will be because of the force from the explosion. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so that's all I wanted to bring up here specifically. Um, what else do you want to talk about for Luke? <laughs> I've got um, one other thing, but it's like right at the end. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't have a lot for Luke in this one. I don't think I have a lot of notes in general for this episode. Um, okay. he, he, he beats diamond back, even though he's internally bleeding. So, <laughs> huh? well, I'll bring that up with diamond back. <laughs> I was going to ask something. <laughs> okay. Um, so speaking of Diamondback, at one point, uh, towards the end there, inside of the... Uh, I Theater. don't remember where. I think it was when they were inside of the women's clinic when they were fighting Luke and Diamondback. Mm-hmm. Um, Diamondback like kicks Luke in the manhood, and Luke is in pain. So yes. 
So he feels pain from that down there. I guess this goes back to our question last week of what does he feel? <laughs> well, <laughs> I I mean, my guess would be he's still sensitive down there because if he doesn't feel anything, he did enjoy sex with Jessica and Riva at very least. So, like, he still feels sensations. Yeah, that's true. All right. Yeah. I just like it, it's just one of those things. Like, people were shooting him with guns, and then they were shooting him, you know, his chest, and the bullets were bouncing off of him and hitting other stuff. No one thought to think shoot him down there. It's true. Well, I mean, this is all. The society seems to be all about pride and um, doing the manly thing. Shooting someone down there is not i probably i consider not fair <laughs> i was gonna say not cool but yeah that's same yeah. same difference yeah same thing <laughs> that's not fair <laughs> uh, yeah, all right um yes yeah, that's, that's basically it what i have as far as my notes for luke yeah me too oh actually you know what no i, I did want to bring something up you liar um so last week we were talking about does Luke have a cell phone? Yeah. He has one because Misty calls him in this episode. Oh yeah. Yeah, she calls him and Claire answers. Maybe it's a burner phone. Although it's a smartphone, right? It, yeah. Which yeah. you can get okay. smartphones. I mean that that's possible. Okay. I, I always assumed again, because I have no <laughs> experience with them, I thought all burner phones was like that flip phone that Steve got to um Tony at the end of Civil War. No, he was just being cheap. And being cheap, or it's like, this is way less complicated. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's true. Maybe that's that's all he wants to learn for a phone. <laughs> he, he couldn't find a rotary phone to burner, so this is the best thing he could get. <laughs> and then eventually, he really becomes a fan of uh, TikTok, so then he, he has to buy an iPhone. Well, yeah. I mean... I'm sure Steve, Steve adjusted eventually. No, he was an old man. I was going to say, he lived through all that time, but we have elderly people who haven't adjusted yet, and they lived through all that time. So maybe, bad example. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, that's all I've got for Luke. All right, moving on to Misty. Yeah. I guess. Mm -hmm. She was a big part Um, of this episode. Yeah. Uh, she sees, uh, right through, uh, Cottonmouth's, or not Cottonmouth's, Mariah's excuse with Candace and all that stuff, uh, about Cottonmouth's death. I, I think this goes back to my belief that she might just be more lucky than correct most of the time. Because the evidence does kind of show that Luke did it. Right? Um, and she I just thought, doesn't want to believe it? <laughs> um, I mean, if it's... Coincidentally, it does look like Luke. Like, like if you were to just ignore the the witness, the, the, the lady that they got, um, a lot of a lot of that stuff could easily be pointing towards Luke, but not there's no like smoking gun kind of thing um uh, saying it was definitely luke um 
And even when she like interrogates the girl whose name I can't remember, she even says, yeah, Candace. Yeah. She even says like, yeah, I remember you were too scared to even go up to, um, you know, Cornell's room. And now you're telling me Mm -hmm. that, you know, you sleep with him. Like, so I don't, I don't know. Uh, I, I actually think that she's pretty good about seeing past, you know, what's, what's being, what's supposed, yeah. What's being presented as what's supposed to be the obvious answer. So I'm I'm actually kind of giving it to her on that one for figuring it out. Maybe this just shows I would be a lazy cop. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, most of the time, you're you know the the easiest thing is usually the most likely, right? Like yeah, that's what happens uh, in real life for other stuff. Um, Occam's razor, razor, right? Isn't yeah, that what exactly. Called? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's maybe that's why I'm thinking. It's like yeah, that's that's the truth. <laughs> Or yeah, how it exactly. usually works. Yeah. Which, to be fair, in like, in real life, that is how that works. And then we watch TV, and it's never how that works. So, that's, the, and then you're like always hating certain characters for being like, no, this is, it's obviously this person. Go arrest that person. So, yeah. Yeah. Although, at the same time, um, when Misty does go to uh, catch up with Luke and Claire at the women's clinic, she gets a call from someone who says something, and then Misty says that she has to arrest Luke. Do we ever find out what that is? Because she oh. she just says he's under arrest, and then Diamondback shoots. Yeah. Um. God, what was it? I honestly can't remember. Yeah, there, they yeah. do say there is some some evidence. Oh, the bloody glove that they planted in uh, Pop's barbershop. Oh, I completely forgot about that one. But okay, uh, yeah, that that's uh, that's really incriminating there. Okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, she she doesn't. She's no no way out of that. Even maybe she doesn't really suspect Luke. But that's there is the smoking gun you were talking about a second ago. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like that's like that's going to take work to figure out if it's real or not. Like, and that's not something she could do then. So, and she mm-hmm. was probably told she has to arrest him too. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I bet if Luke came quietly, which we know that wouldn't happen. She, and she would still investigate into it because that seems like really sloppy. It's just having the bloody glove in your backpack. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so she goes, this happens, and then um, Willis, Willis Stryker shows up, who I don't think we've actually said his name yet, um, and uh, kind of puts her down on her knees and acts like she he's about to uh, kill her. And this is like the weakest she feels throughout the entire series so far. And I feel like she takes it out on Claire later when they're in the uh, investigation room or the whatever room where you talk to people. <laughs> Interrogation. <laughs> Interrogation. <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, because, I mean, we have, we've never seen anyone, I think we haven't seen anyone pointing a gun at her at all this season. Yeah, I'm, I don't think so. And I'm sure she has been maybe had a gun pointed at her or been under fire before but being unarmed put on your knees 
with a gun to your head, that's a whole different than being armed in a firefight or something like that. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, at that point you're, you're just kind of assuming like, well, this is it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then she, yeah, she feels completely disarmed and powerless. So she takes out on Claire later when she grabs her by the freaking throat. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh-huh. She really takes it out on her. Yeah. So yeah, I feel, I feel sorry for Misty. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but things just aren't looking good for her. <laughs> It's like she like from the point of view of the inspector and stuff, things just keep slipping through her fingers, or she keeps letting things go. Yeah, because mm-hmm. she, it, yeah, because <laughs> you have all these other characters that are pretty smart with working the system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's all I have for uh, Misty and Luke. Yep, same here. I don't have anything else for heroes, so I guess we'll uh, move on to villains. I ask you to what end? Dread it. Run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. It's funny, isn't it? How even the best of men can be deceived by their true nature. What the hell does that mean? That I am the ill intent. What about turning the other cheek? Jesus saves. I don't. Who do you want to start with? We've got a few. I mean, should we build up to Stryker or um, or just start with him? Let's just start with him. He's the big one of the episode. Yeah, he's new. I, I think. I think mm-hmm. we'll start with him. Yeah. So um, they get the ambulance right. They're in the ambulance, uh-huh. and then Stryker shoots them somehow and flips the ambulance. Did he shoot with the same weapon that the Winter Soldier used on um, on Fury's truck? That's what it looked like. Um, but when the camera showed him later, or like you know, a second after that happened, he looked like he had like just a standard um, RPG grenade launcher. Uh, grenade launcher. There you go. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. He, he looked like he just had a standard grenade launcher. So maybe he just got lucky, or maybe the people inside the car, the ambulance, just got lucky. Yeah, or. Yeah. All that might be true, or he could just be a really good shot. That's also possible, yeah. Yeah. I Well, I'd like to think that... I'm trying to think of what um, uh, Bucky's weapon looked like. Because did it look like just like a rocket launcher after it shot that disc thing? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to remember, too. Because like, I would imagine it would look different, but I have no idea what it looked like. Yeah, and because I'm sure they showed us too. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking like if <sighs> Hammer if it doesn't have the exact same thing that Shield did, which is the weapons that Bucky was using, it would have some type of knockoff. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It would. By the way, these hammer weapons are working really well compared to what we saw in Iron Man 2. <laughs> They they really are. Um, granted, in Iron Man two, we saw. Well, what hammer weapons did we see in Iron Man two? Well, everything worked except for one thing, because wasn't a <laughs> uh, war machine decked out in all of uh, hammer stuff? Yeah, he was. And every was... everything worked except for was it the ex wife? Yeah, last missile. Yeah, 
I mean, it had a pretty good base to begin with. It was an Iron Man suit, but you know, they, they yeah. added stuff to it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, except for the repulsors, wasn't it like all the the machine guns, the mo like all the almost all the weapons except for the repulsors because that was a Mark II were hammer stuff. Yeah, you're right. And, so, and the the arc reactor blast, whatever you call that. Yeah, um, I mean, and also like in addition to that. I, I think all of the goofy hammer stuff that we saw, you know, other than the ex-wife missile, was when they were trying to build a suit just like Iron Man. No, no, it's when uh, when uh, Rhodey brought it to the military base, and then he showed him all the stuff, and he said he'll, they want all of it on the new suit that he just flew in. No, no, I mean, like, other parts of the movie, like... Um, we see during the court trial uh, or whatever it was when uh, Stark has to show up for a congressional hearing, um, they show the video of that person in the hammer suit that they're trying to build like Iron Man and it like really injures the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think stuff related to that. But. Yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. They are the number two weapons manufacturer. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There, there's a reason they got there was probably yeah. through a lot of bribery. But there's a reason that, <laughs> you know, they, they're they not number three. Yeah. I like mean, I feel like he... Can... I feel like Hammers probably has connections with Hydra as well. Yeah. And he probably doesn't care in, in that sense. No. But I'm saying that's like, Hydra's in the U.S. government and S.H.I.E.L.D., so that's why he's got those connections as well. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. Anyway, where were we? Uh, Diamondback. <laughs> yes. Um. Let's see. Uh, he seems to be pretty, relatively smart. I mean, he leaves the trail of blood on purpose to get uh, Luke to the theater. Yeah, he he definitely has a background of something. <laughs> I guess we don't know what. Um. Because we, we don't have any background for him in this episode, other than the fact that him and Luke know each other from the past. Mm-hmm. And maybe they are biologically brothers. I, I don't actually know if what he was saying there was true or not. I don't yeah. remember much of Diamondback. So we'll we'll see what happens as the season goes on. But um, he, he's kind of got this, like, 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 this is what he does kind of mentality. Yeah. I mean, we don't see, eventually, hopefully, maybe, we'll see his, his crime bossiness, because he is Diamondback. He is the crime boss who's ahead, bigger than Cornell. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And probably bigger than Domingo, the other crime boss we've seen. Yeah, it's true. Um, do you feel sorry for him a little bit? Because he sent this guy, his quote is, I sent you to hell and you came back with superpowers. I mean, <laughs> no, I call that revenge. That's this karma for him at all. Yeah, karma. There you go. Yeah, I call that karma. <laughs> come, come on! Your worst enemy, the guy who who ruined your life, and then he gets superpowers. That's just not fair. <laughs> yeah, granted, we don't know why he says Luke ruined his life. Now, Luke does fess up to it. He says, like, yeah, I, I could have been there for you, better friend, but we don't know the reason for it. 
So. He ate the last piece of chocolate cake. Oh, oh okay, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Son of a... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I honestly don't remember. I remember a little bit more than you do. I'm not going to get into it to spoil it for you or the listeners. But things Thank I you. don't remember... Um, <laughs> He says he's responsible for uh, Luke's prison time and the experimentation and everything that's happened to him that's been bad. Except for he ta- he takes the blame for Reva's Remus- death, but then he says he didn't do it because that's obvious it was Jessica mm-hmm. and um, Kilgrave. Yeah. But, but, like, I hope we get into it. Like, how did he orchestrate all this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, what... What kind of power does he have? What connections does he have to all of this? Um, granted, again, we keep hearing he's big bad boss kind of a guy. So, you know, if he, he sounds like he has that power. Yeah, power I mean, does Cornell. he? Yeah, I mean, from what we we see, he must like be all over the eastern seaboard at least, right? Because I guess, yeah. Where was Cornell? Oh no, not where was Cornell. I'm sorry. Where was? Carl Lucas in like North Carolina? Uh I think they said Georgia. Georgia. Yeah, in Georgia and then it extends all the way to he has power in New York City. So, apparently, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, he better be super powerful. He's like this is more than Fisk. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Well, it's more space than Fisk. Yeah, but well, a lot of people don't like doing stuff that cross state lines because of uh, getting the FBI and federal um, investigators involved. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. So Fisk so was playing to... it easy in comparison. Yeah. So, I mean, he's got to be like super powerful to be confident enough that he won't get caught or maybe he just doesn't care. But you don't get to be that big without not with not caring. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That makes sense, yeah. Um, yeah, we already talked about him possibly being his brother. So, I don't know. Is there anything else with uh, Stryker you want to bring up? No. Um, I, I mean, at the end, he does uh, finish off uh, Luke. Um, and we, we... So, or in his mind, he finishes off Luke. Um, but... He's still a villain, meaning he's still an idiot because he shoots the hero and leaves him there to die, not double checking. So um, there's that. So just that reminder. Uh, I mean, uh, all every villain goes to the James Bond villain school of villains. (laughs) We just yeah, which fourteen movies in the James Bond, none of them are good so far. So, <laughs> oh, you're still going through it. All right, yeah, we're still going through them. Oh. We did it. We did it. We've we watched one yesterday, but we took like a three day break because we've been watching one a night, and it's just been too much James Bond. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh god, I could not do one a night. I like I was barely able to do one a week back when I was doing that one a week. Yeah. <laughs> we're also tracking how many women James Bond has confirmed slept with. So far, it's thirty nine in fourteen movies. So lower than I expected. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um. Anyway, now that we're going on James Bond, I feel like we're done with Stryker. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. Uh, uh, who do you want to talk about next? Uh, I've got right. Mariah and 
shades. I don't know. If, I where where do we put shades? Is shades a supporting shades, character? No, I put shades of villains because I feel like the guy in the chair is like the supporting crew to the hero in my mind. Okay, yeah, I realized we never talked about it, so I wasn't sure, and I yeah. meant to ask you beforehand. But then and Shades, Shades is, yeah. I think, is pretty pretty sure he's a villain. He may not be the main villain, but he's a villain. Oh, yeah, he definitely is. <laughs> well, let's just talk about Shades, because we were talking about him anyway. <laughs> All right. Um, I, I actually didn't write down any notes for him this episode, so I don't know I've, if you... What, what have you got? Um, He's pretty savvy, because he's taking control of the business now that Cornell's... Or at least he's attempting to, now that Cornell's gone. <laughs> he was basically ready. He's, I guess he probably had a plan. He was like, well... Cornell might get himself killed by Luke, so what? What do I need to do get it, to get ready for this? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not going to work out for him, but whatever. Because yeah, true, yeah, <laughs> that's the only thing I had for shades. Really, was mm-hmm. you know he was right there. That maybe that was his end game. We were talking about that last week about what is Shades' end game. Maybe just to take over this business. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. He's kind of there to to show up and help Cornell get killed and stuff. I don't know. I, I feel like if that really was Shades' plan, um, he would have had more resources still available to him. Uh, Cornell died with like not a lot of money left to his name because he had to spend all that money on Ju- uh, Judas bullets and stuff. Yeah, that that's true. But I mean, <clears throat> I think. According, well, did he ever buy the Jewish bullets? I don't know. I guess you're I right. I don't think he did. Yeah. Also, that was the cost for one bullet, and yes. Diamondback uses three. Well, because he's a supplier, so yeah. oh, he true. has probably like at least eight of them. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, Yeah, I feel like Shades, I mean, Shades probably has some money, some, but a quarter of a million dollars is a lot of money. And then he it's all the infrastructure of getting more too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. At that point, just keep the business running, and it can make some money as it goes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I guess uh, Mariah. Unless we have anything else for Shades. I yeah, I've I've got nothing for Shades. So yeah, let's talk about Mariah. All right. Um. Yeah, she like like I said before, she should have been in charge of the criminal enterprises because she's doing a good job of turning people against Luke. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, at, at first when we see her, she's in shock. Um, we're, I guess we're not sure if she herself has ever killed anyone before. I don't um, think so. Yeah, but as soon as she is fine with that, um, you know, more used to the the fact that it happened. Uh, yeah, she just kind of goes right into selling her story, and she's doing a good job of it. Mm-hmm. It, it does help that she is friends with the inspector, uh, Inspector Ridley. <laughs> that yeah, that would help. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm pretty light on notes for this episode, actually. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So one of the things, um, I mean, I. I I didn't bring this up earlier, um, but I want to say episode one or two of the season, you had asked about something about who do you think is the uh, better villain or better as a villain, um, either Cornell or Mariah. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't remember the exact question, but something along those lines. 
So I've, I've kind of been thinking about that as watching the the show. And so far, it really feels like every villainous type of thing Mariah's done has all just been like, she just kind of is around it and she falls into that realm and then she she ends up fine, but not a lot of things are like her plan or her executing on this stuff. And I don't remember if that changes because I do know, you know, she, spoiler alert, she makes it past this season. She is in season two. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't remember. So I'm, I'm just going to keep keep that in mind because right now from everything I've seen, she's just kind of getting a little lucky in sometimes and then just falling through it granted some of those times she's also you know immediately going into politician answer and that kind of stuff so she could definitely handle her own that that's for sure but yeah yeah i i think one of the skills of being a good villain is even when things aren't going your way you just roll with the punches and make them go your way i feel that like, is true yeah that's like why i am a fan of um Oh my goodness. Uh the villain from Civil War. Oh, uh, Baron Zemo? Yeah, Baron Zemo. Um is because like people say we talked about this for Civil War. People say his um plan doesn't make sense. It does. He just knows how to roll with things when they don't when opportunities arise. What what did people say didn't make sense about his plan? Um a lot of stuff like um, how did they know that uh, Tony and Steve and Bucky were all going to show up to the North Pole and, or to Siberia at the same time? And it seems awfully convenient that all this stuff and that stuff happens. I'm just like, it's not convenience. He's just really ready to take advantage of having them there at the same time. Okay. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, definitely. He, uh... I mean, he was probably really just trying to get Iron Man out there, um, yeah. specifically. But yeah, I mean, or he could have had the tape and then posted it all over the internet and all over TV, and then Tony sees it and gets mad at Bucky and breaks up the Avengers because that was his ultimate goal was to destroy the Avengers. Yeah, that's true, and he yeah. basically won in, in that mm-hmm. in that regard. Um, won the battle at least. Um, but yeah, you're you're right. There there are ways to make sure that that video gets out. And if his yeah. if his in his mind that video getting out would be what did it, then yeah, he would have done whatever he had to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I feel I feel like he and Mariah are both good villains because they are opportunists. That's true. Okay. Yeah. But we'll see more evidence. We might see more evidence for that in the future with Mariah. And the future with um, Zemo, because he's going to be in uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That's eventually. right. So excited for yeah. whenever that show comes out. Hey, it's still scheduled for August of this year. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, do you know if that was, uh, if they concluded filming on that? Uh, they did not, but they're filming in parts of Europe that are currently reopening as of right now, May 18th, 2020. We'll see what happens in the many weeks before this episode comes out. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. All right. Cool. All right. Uh, do you have anything else to talk about for any of the villains? I do not. 
neither do I. So in that case, let's take a quick ad break and then we'll get right back into the show. Welcome to Baskin Robbins. Would you like to try our mango fruit blast? And Jerry's named a flavor after me, so start graving hazelnuts. Not bad. For your consideration, the Jerry. Um, Tony, if you remember, a few weeks ago, we were sponsored by Mama's Escape Vans. Now, unfortunately, they have since gone out of business. Apparently, people don't want to rent vans that do not come with a GPS, even though we all have one in our phones. Anyway, today we are proud to sponsor or to be sponsored by a new venture from the same people, Discreet Ambulances. Let's say you get injured and need a hospital, but for whatever reason, you can't just go to one. For example, you're a criminal. Or, in your case, Tony, you're too damn famous to let people know you lost a finger. See, it's a very simple process. You call their toll-free 1-800 number and tell them which day and time you want your ambulance for. Private doctors are available, but at a surcharge. So call ahead now. Reservations are going fast. And please, for the love of God, plan your gunshot wounds accordingly. You are charged for cancellations within 24 hours. Use promo code MCURewind to get a free appendectomy with your first reservation. (laughs) <laughs> uh, that's oddly appropriate yeah. i was i'm reading i'm rereading uh Stephen king's the stand and uh-huh. uh there's a part you know apocalypse takes out 99 percent of people one of the people um gets sick with an appendix Ooh. and um they the internal monologue of one of the people say she had a friend who got sick and went to the doctor and had to have surgery or something. And the doctors just took out the appendix just because it was there, which made me really think, did they ever do that? Is that legal? <laughs> oh, like if you're in the middle of surgery as a doctor, you'll be like, oh, while I'm here, I might as well pull this thing out. <laughs> That's exactly what the character said happened. <laughs> um, that can't be right. There's, there's no way. I mean, maybe it was beforehand. They're like, hey, we're going in here. Would you like us to do that? Cool sign here. All right. Um, I can't yeah. imagine that happened. Like, yeah. I mean, the book was written, this is the revision, revised version, was in 1990. So maybe 30 years ago, people weren't so sue happy. But I feel like you could get sued very easily. You just decided to take the appendix out because you're there. Yeah, that's true. I mean, these days, I'm sure there's a group of people who say that they need their appendix for mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Um, yeah. And we're like a year or two away from that becoming a big group that we see people complaining about online. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> uh, also, an appendectomy, that's when, that's when your appendix is removed? I don't actually yes. know what it is. I just knew the word. Okay. It is. It is. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> Ah, anyway, let's talk about our supporting characters. Guy in the chair. I think that's what I want to do. Is help people. With abilities. No, 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 no. Not those three wombats. No way. I just have Claire. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think she's the only supporting character we see in this episode. I can't think of I, anyone else who who could be yeah, considered one. It's a pretty insert character. Um, um, Claire's cousin or uncle or something who runs discreet ambulance. 
which oh, yeah. I right. bet he regrets that now. <laughs> yeah, he definitely does. Not answering her call the next time she has some other random superhero she needs to help. Yep. Also, where were they going? <laughs> they weren't going to a hospital. <laughs> were they, they were going just going to, to drive clinic? around for a while? Okay. Uh, all right. <laughs> I I honestly don't know. Uh, all right. Anyway, let, yeah, let's talk about Claire. What have you got? Um, the, my main thing is that when they're in the women's um clinic, uh, Stryker takes out Luke and Misty throughout this episode, but Claire um, what stabs his arm. <laughs> She's the only one out of the three of them who does not get taken out by her. <laughs> oh, I didn't notice that. I mean, I, I noticed stabbing the arm, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. Huh. So like like Claire's introduction to the season a couple of episodes ago, she's the most badass in this entire show. Yeah. She knows how to survive. <laughs> I, I mean, she, she has more experience with heroes than anyone else in this, including Luke. That's true, and by experience with heroes, you mean, like, interactions with other heroes? Yes. Okay, got it. <laughs> Just making sure, because Luke being a hero, I mean, that, that, like, adds up quick, that time. Well, yeah, but, I mean, it depends how you count it. Like, maybe it's the amount of heroes you've interacted with. <laughs> okay, she's right. got She's got three, where, including Luke, Luke's only got two. Wait, who else does Luke have? Jessica. Yeah, well, Jessica. Oh, and if himself. Luke counts himself. I see. Okay, yes. Sorry. Okay. Sorry, I wasn't counting him. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I have for Claire. <laughs> Claire's cool. Yeah, she knows she her is. rights. <laughs> she does. Yeah, and she's she's useful, right? She knows, um, like, she knows all the medical stuff and is trying to help Luke right at the beginning mm-hmm. of the episode. She. Uh, knows to do the research on the, however the hell his cells are working. So she knows to start testing that stuff. And um, unfortunately, that also means that she says, yeah, this is like worse than we thought. Um, but uh, then, you know, later on, she's not giving up wherever Luke is. Granted, she doesn't know where he went, uh, but she's not helping Misty. Yeah. I mean, uh, of all the supporting characters from the Netflix universe, She's the most useful, which is why everyone uses her. <laughs> That's true. Everyone has the, the ticket. They, they have to get in line to yeah. just kind of wait for, for help. I mean, they could yeah. get help from uh, their own set of uh, supporting characters, but they eh, they just don't want it. True. I'm trying to think. Does she show up in Iron Fist? I'm sure she does. She, yes. I don't think she has a big set of scenes i do remember her showing up in multiple episodes i might be thinking of season two though i don't remember season one okay i'm trying to think um did luke cage or um iron fist season two come out first luke cage season two or iron fist season two that is a good question i'm pretty sure it was luke cage season two okay then I think I know the answer to your question, but it's a spoiler, so I won't bring it up. <laughs> oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, anyway, uh, so I'm assuming we're done talking about our supporting characters. Uh, you're yeah. ready to move on to our 12% of a plan? 
Yes, I am. Stark Tower is your baby. Give yourself 12% with credit. 12%. An argument can be made for 15. 12%? Well, I my baby? did do all the heavy lifting. Literally, oh. I lifted the heavy things. You know, I'm 12 months older than you. <laughs> Go. What percentage? I don't know. 12%. 12%? <laughs> that is not a plan. It's barely a concept. You're taking their side? I am groomed. So what? It's better than 11%. What the hell does that have to do with anything? All right. Uh, anything you want to bring up? Yeah, um, I just feel really sorry for the owners of the women's clinic and the theater that both get destroyed and they don't know why. <laughs> That's right. They just show up the next morning like, what the hell? <laughs> exactly. Um, well, okay. At least Misty, like that, she had to file a police report. And so, you know, they're probably going to be fine, you know, getting insurance money, that kind of stuff. I mean, it sucks. They like... All the stuff is broken and, you know, they have people coming in. So that, that's going to that, that really is going to mess with things for them. Um, but, yeah, that theater, no one knows nope. at all about that at all. Also, hopefully, hopefully there's security cameras. Yeah, true. That's right. I didn't think about that. Um, but also, like, what's even worse, that one time where Luke ran up against that pillar and then uh, <laughs> Diamondback, like, fell off. Like, mm-hmm. That's probably completely unsafe. They probably have to have people come out and like fix that because oh yeah, like it, it was supporting <laughs> apparently. <laughs> so um, like they can't just let people use that. I didn't. I I I thought this when I was watching it, but I didn't write a note. So you reminded me. Uh-huh. Um, when uh striker falls, I feel like that's. That should have done more to hurt him just because we know how much that hurt um, uh, Cornell previous episode. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like it was similar height. Yeah. About the same. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe Stryker is just like healthier. You know, he eats more vegetables, drinks his milk. Probably. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like that old got milk commercial where that old guy never drank milk and his arms fell off. Do you remember I that? don't remember this commercial, but th- <laughs> I, I, that's basically what happens here. Yeah. 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 And Cornell didn't drink his milk, and now he's dead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> killed by sugar glass. Ugh. <laughs> no, killed by a mic stand, heavily injured by sugar glass. Gra- glass? Yeah, glass. <laughs> Not grass. <laughs> True. Yeah. All right. Uh, um, so I had one thing I wanted to bring up here. Mm-hmm. Um. What what's up with these Judas bullets? I don't fully understand them. Um, so it drilled into Luke, right? So that mm-hmm. means it's designed to drill. It drills into a person, and then it blows up. Yes. Why? Because at one point, Diamondback uses one of those when shooting into the women's clinic, and he misses. He hits the concrete, and we hear it like drilling, and then it blows up. So it. So that means that we know the explosion isn't big enough to like, like be one of those things where it like burrows into like a bunker or something or through a wall and then kills Mm -hmm. people inside because it's a small explosion. So I don't understand the purpose of this bullet. Well, they do show in the episode when we find out about the Jewish bullet, um, Shades shows Cornell the video. It's made to go through bulletproof vests. It hits you, drills through the vest, and then explodes either inside of you or between you and the vest. So your body takes the damage and kills you. Okay, that actually makes perfect sense. So it made it through the 
the vest and blows up, and which is effectively what it did to to Luke because it went through mm-hmm. his vest in a sense. So okay, cool. Yes. That works. For his, me. his his hard soft tissue. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, then then all of my questions are, are gone. I guess I guess my only question at that point is: Is it really worth buying a bullet that expensive for for something well, like that? Like, what else can it, you get for that much money? It depends who you're going up against. Would this possibly make it through an Iron Man suit? That is a good question. I guess we don't know. Hmm. But I feel like that's what it was built for, um, like, as a response to all the other suits we see being built across the world in um, in Iron Man 2. Okay, yeah. That does make sense. And and we don't know how many other suits like that exist now, because especially once mm-hmm. Iron Man 2 came out, you know, he said, hey, we have a couple of years until these other people have actual suits. And now it's been a, a couple of years. Yeah, it's true. I mean, we won't find out until like the Ironheart movie comes out or something. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh- well, I've got nothing else. Uh, any any last bits? Or are you good to rate the nope. episode? Yeah, let's rate the episode. I know my value. Anyone else's opinion doesn't really matter. Earth just lost your best defender. So we're here to fight. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Damn you, Stark. Banner. Welcome, Strongest Avenger. Oh, uh, what? Okay, Tony. Um, how many bullet bits do you rate this mm. um <laughs> i would give this like three and a half i gave last episode a three yeah three and a half because it wasn't much story but the action was decent i i feel so okay. i liked it a little more than last week but not a lot more <laughs> all right um, so similar to you, I'm also moving up a half point from last mm-hmm. week, so I'm giving it an even three. Um, I I remember, and I told you this before we started recording, uh, I remember not looking forward to this episode because it's one of the things I really dislike about heroes or like storylines for heroes is basically when they're not the, who they are. Are and what I mean by that is like they're in a position where they lose their powers, they mm-hmm. um, are almost dead, like in this case, or dying, and you know what happens, and they have to you know get over you know that that problem to be the hero that they are. But it's just it's less entertaining because of it, and so I was not looking forward to this episode, and then I forgot that it was uh, that it went on for more than two one episode, <laughs> so we have more of this next week. Uh, so yeah anyway um all that complaints and then that other stuff also exactly what what you said so you know not a lot of story things just kind of went yeah that's it Uh, a logical movement of the storyline not adding too much i guess we did finally see who diamondback is so that one's kind of nice but yeah but that's it we we got the luke i am your father moment but not as impactful <laughs> because we haven't been with this character the entire season. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. And, and we're here. We are even questioning it. Are they actually blood related? Yeah. But to be fair, know. people did question it after empire. 
That's why they had to have like uh, Yoda confirm it. <laughs> oh, really? I did not know that. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I was reading about uh, Star Wars stuff. I think after Last Jedi came out and there was that big backlash, which I don't get as much. But um, like uh, there were studies that kids didn't believe Vader because he was a villain. So they just, a lot of kids just assumed it was he was lying. Because it would make it easier to cope with. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so that's why Luke asks Yoda again when Yoda's dying if Vader is his father. Oh, okay. And and then it ruined other children's lives at that point because now the oh, originally, probably. you know, they were three years older. So okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's going to ruin someone's life eventually anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay. That's that's what George Lucas does. He just releases things into the wild and let them ruin people's lives. <laughs> I'm not I mean, a subscriber on. to that, but a lot <laughs> oh, of people believe on. that. Come on, we've all seen. I was really hoping I was going to remember the name of it. Uh, that movie with the duck, Howard. Howard, Howard? the duck. Yeah, Howard the duck? we've all seen Howard the duck. No, we haven't. I, I haven't. I know you haven't. Yeah, right. I haven't. Uh, we will eventually cover Howard the duck. Someday, yeah. We'll I, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Is there a national bird day, like here in the U.S. or something? Or I mean, any other country? <laughs> are ducks associated with Easter? Because <laughs> they're eggs? There's peeps? There are peeps? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think we're off the rails. Let's wrap up this episode. <laughs> All right, sounds good to me. Uh, join us next time when we cover Luke Cage Season 1, Episode 9, DWYCK. Oh, I said that right. And remember to follow us on Twitter and give us that rating that we talked about at the beginning of this episode. This is a Marvel Cinematic Rewind for Luke Cage Season 1, Episode 8, Blowing Up the Spot. Signing off. Have a marvelous day. Pushing for the king of New York, I see it. Gates that try so hard but can't be it. Only one can rise above all the rest. And I got faith in my man, let's take down the king's throne, conquer the war zone. All hail to the king, king, sling remarkable razor lines, organized crime, pump shotties under the trench coat, black Bugatti with gold spokes, folks get heart attacks, sitting on the top of the globe, money in garbage bags, washing up the restaurants.